Megan, pour me some of that summer water. Absolutely. We have summer water. Good news is it's 12.5%. Nice. So we might have to take a break and get more wine. Yeah. The bottle says keep it chill. Keep it chill. And we will. Yeah, we will. There's yours. I need some more in mine. Duh. <laughs> Should we just Finish split the bottle, the bottle between the two? Come on. Fuck yeah. yeah. It's Friday. Oh yeah, it's Friday as we're recording. Probably but won't be Friday <laughs> when you're hearing this. Probably not, but <laughs> fun Friday. Fun Friday the 13th. Yep. So with that ends, we, we click. click. Such a good fucking nice. Blink. All right. Well, I'm Nicole. And I'm Megan. And you're listening to Read Around the Rosé, the podcast full of prose. We're just two friends who love reading fictional murder mysteries and dystopian novels while drinking wine. This is the book club podcast that you, you never, never knew you wanted. All right. So, oh, it's me this week. Yeah. Let's read the summary. Yeah. Okay. So this week we are talking about, about the book. This is part one, by the way. Um, we're talking about the book You by Caroline Kepnis. Yep. Did I say that correctly? Mm-hmm. Okay. So here's just kind of a synopsis from goodreads.com. So if you have not read this book, we suggest you to pause, read it. It's a great book. And then come back and play and then kind of hang out with us as we talk about it. Yes. All right. There is only one Guinevere Beck in New York City. She has a public Facebook account and tweets incessantly, incessantly telling Joe everything he needs to know. She is simply back to her friends. She went to Brown University. She lives on Bank Street, and she'll be at the bar in Brooklyn tonight, the perfect place for a chance meeting. As Joe invisibly and obsessively takes control of Beck's life, he orchestrates a series of events to ensure Beck finds herself in his waiting arms. Moving, Moving from stalker to boyfriend, Joe transforms himself into Beck's perfect man, all while quietly removing the obstacles that stand in their way, even if it means murder. Terrifying exploration of how vulnerable we all are to stalking and manipulation, debut author Caroline Kepnis delivers a razor-sharp novel for our hyper-connected digital age. (laughs) (laughs) Dun-dun-dun. I was like, is there more? No, that's pretty much it. I was intently listening. Well, I'm glad. (laughs) Okay. So, my turn to ask you first. Yep. And I'm going to do my very best to stick this just to the book, because next week we're talking about the, the TV series. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to get the... <laughs> we don't want to start in the two, because this is going to be a never-ending episode. Yes. So that's why we're doing this in two parts. This week, the book. Next week, the TV series. Okay. What was your initial impression of Joe at the beginning of the book? And how did you feel about him by the end? Okay. So for just talking about the book, gotta tell you, I fucking love Joe. Uh, I just loved the oh. opportunity to hear inside his brain the way he thought. I thought oh. it was great. I heard his urges. It's so hard which, to like, let you listen without <laughs> interrupting you. So I'm just gonna drink and let you talk. <laughs> it was like ridiculous the amount of thought he put in everything that he said and did and like the way that everyone else perceived him as a person Mm -hmm. it was just like so awesome to have a glimpse into that life of his and i'm sorry to say but you knew who he was yeah i knew who he was you knew what he was i sure did and you loved him? I, I really liked him. Ugh. I liked that, like, he was just so honest. No. <laughs> but, I mean, in his own perception of honest. He wasn't honest at all. To, to himself. Oh, God. 
<laughs> I like that he thought out all the little details. Like everything was okay, just he like he was very detail oriented. Super detailed. The way that like he first off even entered Beck's life was ridiculous. The way he manipulative is the word you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> he put he just like got into her life and just kind of stalking. Okay. Is this your question or my question? Keep going. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just really liked his character. I thought it was just a great glimpse into his life. By the end of it, I'm sorry, Nicole, you're going to hate me. You're going to hate me. You still liked him by the end? Still liked him. I'm I mean, he did fucked up me. shit. Yes, he did. But oh. I was I was so glad he got away with it. Oh, I don't. I I I can't even right now. I'm sorry. And I'm sure a lot of you I are going to hate me right now. I'm sorry too. I can't I, I can't even speak right now cuz I will rant forever. So why don't we just move on? <sighs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll ask me something and it'll give me an opportunity to rebut. <laughs> rebut? Mhm. <laughs> you said but. <laughs> Okay. What do you think Mr. Moody did in Joe's childhood for him to be as fucked up as a person that he is? So what did Mr. Moody fucking do? Mr. Mooney? I definitely put Moody on my paper. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I believe Mr. Mooney was um, very abusive. He was very moody. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) He was abusive to Joe. Yeah. Um, He took Joe in as an orphan and everything. So in one way, he saved him from a life that he could have had. But he also used to trap Joe in that cage. Yeah. He saved him from one life, but put him in a completely different one that transformed his whole life. Yes, and he was taught these set of morals that he now goes by. So he he took Joe off the streets. Sure, he saved him from being dead or begging or homeless or whatever. But he formed him, I think, into the psychopath that he is. I agree. Yeah. Because, I mean, being locked in a cage... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'd kind of mess anyone up a little bit. Yeah, I would think so. And especially for someone to now take that as the correct answer, how to solve problems. Right. Which I don't agree with that. I didn't like that part. I mean, I don't, I don't love that Joe's a killer. I just, he was a bad guy I rooted for. Sorry. Mm. We're moving past that, remember? We're moving past it. We're moving past Unless it. Unless you would like to hear my full-on, like, hour-long rant. You know... I think we should save that. Maybe <laughs> maybe you'll get to give it later. But right now, let, let's just keep it rolling. All right, let's move on. What did you think about Beck's friends, Lynn and Hannah, at her poetry reading? I thought they were fucking rude. Like, honestly, if I am doing something that I'm so passionate about and I'm getting my master's in it and my bachelor's is in it and I spend time, I mean... Let's let's be real. Beck spent off and on time on what she was doing. She liked her social life more. But still, she put herself out there. She's reading her poetry and her friends are just... We might compare it to us starting up this podcast. We were putting a lot of time and heart and soul into it. If I found out some of our best, quote unquote, best friends were out there mocking us for it. I just, I feel so sh- like shameful. Like Yeah. And then angry. I'd go through, probably through all of the like stages yeah, but I guess Beck never. She didn't hear any of it. No, she didn't. That's why she didn't know how catty her yeah. friends were. But they were just talking shit about her the whole time and yeah. talking bad about her poetry and the things that she absolutely loves. I know. I was just like, these aren't friends at all. Like they're not supportive. They're not anything. They're, they're just frenemies. So fucking fake. Fake bitches that just yeah. have money that can do whatever they want. I didn't like them at all. No, did not. Not a fan. Mm-mm. All right. All right, moving on. Okay, so this one's kind of long. Okay. So I was really excited when I wrote this one. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just like, ah. 
so excited. <laughs> now I got to read it. Okay. So I'm going to read you a few analogies Joe used when um, Beck found her things in the wall. So I want, I'm going to read them first. And then afterwards, like, I want this you to tell me your thoughts. Lit- that scene literally caused my blood pressure to raise and rage to form in me, which is why I can't understand how you liked him at the end. <sighs> Sorry. So just fair warning, whatever you're about to say to me. I mean, that's, I mean, I'm not <laughs> mad. Like, your opinion is your opinion. I'm never going to get mad at your opinion about I know, but just you're bringing up that scene, and I'm already getting angry, so just be prepared. That's fine. And we can talk about <laughs> it, because, like, I have my own opinions on certain parts of the book. Okay? Go ahead. Okay? Go ahead. So, I have five. This is one. You, are you going to give them to me one by one so I can get my... No, I'm going to read them all to you, and then you're going to tell me what you feel. Okay. Hang tight. Okay. Sip your wine. Okay. As a zookeeper, I know to keep a safe distance. Really? You're, you won't <laughs> let me respond? Nope. Hang tight. <sighs> From the animal for the animal sake and my own. That was all one. I messed up. I should have read it all together. Read it all together. <laughs> As a zookeeper, I knew to keep a safe distance from the animal for the animal's sake and my own. I remain tough, focused, like a zookeeper must when the animals turn violent. The worst part of being a zookeeper is the moment when I have to save the animal from its emotions, from its wild... Please say zookeeper (laughs) one more time. Illogic nature. (laughs) This is one between the the cab driver. Animals know you don't fuck with a zookeeper. So now, what are your thoughts on Joe using the zookeeper analogy? Why do you think it's the zoo theme? Because Beck is fucking pissed the fuck off. I just spilled my wine. (laughs) 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 That she just found this whole, all of her things from a time before they were even together, she found a bloody tampon. Okay, no, that that was that was extreme. She agreed. That was extreme. That <laughs> was extreme. Oh my god, I, Megan! I really wish y'all how, could see how Nicole's looking at me right now. How could you like him at this point? He is saying that Beck is a wild animal that he needs to tame. I, I like because she found. All this shit that he has been collecting of hers for over months and months and months from stalking her and spying on her. And she has the audacity to find it and call him on it. And now she's a wild animal and he's a zookeeper that he has a fucking tamer. Oh, my God. I want to kill him. I wish he were a live person that I could punch in the face and kill. <sighs> okay. I can't breathe. <laughs> take, a, take, take a wine sip. I'm not saying I agree with everything Joe did. This is actually something that got my blood boiling as I like read this. Scene. How can you look? That was at the very end. I mean, there's lots of parts. Okay. I just really appreciated the fact I got to be in his mind. Okay. But you said you liked him by the end. Okay. Oh, so God. we're not talking about me. We're talking about why do you Ugh. think, like, ju- you think just the the zoo theme in general is just because he saw her as like an animal he was taming? Yes, because she was pissed off like me right now. He would for sure think I was a wild animal right now that he needs to tame. But I mean, he even took it so far as to talk about like the cab driver that he's an animal. And he knows that you don't fuck with a zookeeper when Beck was unconscious in his car. What cab driver? Because <laughs> all of this happened in Joe's apartment. Right. And then he had to take a cab to his store. So like when he was carrying Beck unconscious into the cab, he was just like, oh, yep, animals know that they don't fuck with a zookeeper, calling like the cab driver an animal like referencing even further taking it to that level too like the people around not just Beck I don't remember that I don't recall him calling a cab driver 
driver, a cab driver, an animal. I think he was still referring to Beck. I, I have the printed version of the book, and I, I took it. I took these, you know, I read the pages over and over and over and over. I'm just, I'm just lame. I, I just wanted to know what you thought about that. <laughs> and got whatever blood pressure going up. Moving on. All right. <sighs> Feels like you're mad at me. <laughs> like, I wish y'all could just see how angry she is right now. And it just so feels like loud. she's mad at me. Oh, my God. I don't I don't know how all these books have the ability to actually make me this mad. But I legit was, I'm mad. Not at Megan, but fucking mad. I feel like I'm getting yelled at. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Okay. <sighs> Let's pretend that Beck and Joe met in a totally normal, non-stalkery, creepy kind of way. Do you think they have a healthy relationship? I mean, in the ways that they treat each other. Okay. He didn't stalk her. He didn't have her phone. He didn't do any of that bullshit. (laughs) Just in the ways that they treat each other in their relationship. Do you think it's healthy? At first, I would have said, like, if we're talking about, like, prime time, like they're having, like they're doing the bathrobe thing, they're having like consistent sex. I thought that was healthy-ish. That was that that seemed normal to me, like that they were like arranging their lives together. Mm-hmm. But what wasn't normal was the fact that like I I don't agree with someone posting their whole life online. I think there's some parts that need to be private. So like Beck would post like just like anything about what she does mm-hmm. online and I feel like when you're if even in no matter what relationship you're in you need to have some like time just between the two of you not sneaking off to a bathroom to send a tweet like in between like hanging out so I thought that part was a little strange but if it's like during the prime time of the relationship it seemed pretty healthy ish I mean like in the times where Beck would just disappear I didn't and think that was cool at for all. a while. Um, that was like kind of fucking with his head. Like, are we together? Are we not? And he did things while they were together, like uh, spying on her text messages and stuff like that. True. Um, I mean, that's I think, a- absolutely not healthy. Like, I think in general, if even if they had, say they did just meet at the bookstore and then they, she gave him her phone number and he called her up and they had a natural course of a relationship. Yeah. I think that the way they end up treating each other is super unhealthy in yeah. all honesty because she kind of uses him, kind of strings him on for a little bit. And uh, then, yeah, especially when she's like fucking bingy, they'll be like really in it for a while. And then she like just kind of disappears. Like she gets bored. Yeah. Like she just kind of disappears and goes in for a while and then he has the other end of it where he's extremely obsessive and controlling and wants to know her every move and has to look up her emails okay. and text messages. Well, if that's what we're talking about, then no, it's not a healthy relationship. Yeah. So I'm like, it's, like, even, even you, then, that's not normal. Even if you take away the fact that the only reason they're together is because he did all of the stalking and everything, I still think the, their relationship together was not a good one. No, I mean... There were parts of it, yes, that were really awesome and cool. And if you could, if they could have just focused on that and built on that, I liked them together at times in the book. I really did. I wanted, I rooted for them. Like um, when she made him a pie? Yeah. I thought that was just like, oh, that's so cute. Yeah, there were a lot of things that were really cute, but I think as a whole, they were pretty doomed from the beginning. Yeah. Regardless of any of the stocking issues. Yeah, they just they they overall overall they they just didn't mesh. It just wasn't a natural thing. They they both had to work too hard and yeah. ghosting and all that. No, no, no. Okay. All right. I have a lot more questions for you, so I'm going to go ahead and just Yeah, let's ask, ask another one. I have one more for you and a couple what would you do's, but yeah, yeah. go for it. So maybe we can kind of um, speed round breeze through these next couple. Yeah. Okay. Um, why do you think Beck tells everyone her dad is dead? I think she's embarrassed. I think that she was embarrassed that her dad was an alcoholic and that he left the family. And the only way that she knew to cope with it was to associate with him being dead. 
But then I also thought it was fucked up that she would tell everyone that her dad's dead, but then pretty much, like, beg him for money. Mm-hmm. So, like, that was just so weird to me. Like, you're telling everyone your dad's dead. You're asking for money. Do you want him in your life? Do you not? Usually when you ask for money, it comes with, like, stipulations. Mm-hmm. So, like, what was she going to – what did she think was going to happen at that point? Yeah, and I just don't understand – I think that plays to kind of um, Beck's overall mental health and state of mind. Yeah. Um, Because almost everybody has – maybe not an alcoholic parent, but how many people do we know whose parents are divorced? Or even then, like, just – it or, doesn't even have to be a parent, like a family member – of that sort. But, like, anyone who leaves, it, I'm specifically talking about parents because she's talking about her dad. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know. Um, but, like, so many parents are divorced now. And, sure, one or the other is probably fucked up more than the other. But to go so far as to be, like, the one that left is dead. And everyone believes it. And her and Peach. It's so extreme. Have been friends since, like, child, like, for a long College. time. Oh, so the beginning of college. I was mm. under the impression that they knew each other longer. No, all of her friends are all from college. Oh, okay. So maybe like she entered college and just fresh right from the start, she was like, nope, my dad's dead. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a hard lie to keep up with, especially later yeah. on when you're asking him for money. Yeah. And how he, she has to sneak away it's just so to go spend time and lie to all her friends. I yeah. could see you telling someone, oh, he's practically dead to me. I can understand that. Like but literally. Like just being like, yeah, I really don't have anything to do with him. But to tell people he's literally dead. That's just a whole nother level. Yeah. Because how do you come back from that with your friends? You don't. Oh, just just kidding. I've lied to you for the last five ish years. My my dad's actually alive. He was just an alcoholic, but it's cool. All right. <laughs> I don't like the little giggle. <laughs> I don't know if I should actually ask this question because it's going to seem hypocritical based on my reaction earlier. <laughs> How you screamed at me? Yeah, I wasn't screaming at you. I was screaming at Jill. It felt like you were at me, but you know, so I know I get it. I understand. This this thought slash question I wrote down, it definitely is. Um, it goes back on all of that. So, all right, here we go. There are times in the book when I forget that Joe is a killer, a stalker, and obsessively controlling and actually really like him and feel bad for the way Beck is treating him. But then I remember he's a a psychopath and go back to hating him. Did you ever have those same types of thoughts or feelings? Uh, Or did did you just always like him? No, I I, I did have those same thoughts and feelings. Okay. Um, and my, my relationship with Joe did go up and down. I just, like I said, I appreciated the, gla- like the opportunity to glance inside his mind and hear his thoughts and his feelings. I thought that was really cool. Okay. So, uh, and the first question you, you made it sound like you just absolutely loved him the entire time. And that, I okay. think that's why I was a little like, are you kidding me? Okay. He did bad things. I rooted for him when he got away with it all. That's mm-hmm. just, as you know, from other books and other conversations yeah. we have. Um, so yeah, like I, there were times in the book, like I li- literally did forget for a minute because it, it, no, was, it yeah. was those times when he and Beck were doing really well and they were doing all those cute couple things. I would completely forget, but then I would have to remember like, no, this, this guy's a fucking asshole. There'd He's be times murderer. where like, it would be going so well. And then in his head, he's like pre-planning or, mm-hmm. like, thinking out steps, and I'm like, oh, shit. Like, he's, like, five steps ahead. Yeah. Already checked her phone. Mm-hmm. Like, like stalking her while she's in the bathroom, seeing mm-hmm. what she's typing. And I'm like, oh, damn. Yeah. Okay. Like, he's he's dedicated. I feel like the word. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Okay. Let me see. All right. I have three more. Do you want me to ask yeah. one more? Yeah. You, go for it. You only have one more, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what do you think would have happened if Joe could have just continued on in a happy relationship with Karen? I honestly think his life would have changed it around. I think Karen was his opportunity for not necessarily redemption because you can't he can't come back necessarily. <sighs> I get what you're saying. I feel like it was his opportunity to change to 
to go in the right direction. Yes. Because I do peop- I do believe that people have the opportunity for redemption and I'm, I'm not... Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to, like, muddle that up. I just didn't know how to put my words correctly. And he hasn't been caught yet. He hasn't been caught. So I feel like Karen was so good for him. She was making him, like, want to be better. Mm-hmm. He was finally eating meals. He was finally just, like, getting recognized for, like, the work that he did as a boyfriend. They were having a great sex life. They were having a good time together. Mm -hmm. I thought she was really a good step in the right direction and kind of threw me. So at that point in the book, I was like, oh, well, it's going to end like kind of happy. Like he found love. I don't know where else it's going to go from there. I mean, obviously I had pages left and like hours left because I read the book and then I listened to the audible. Mm -hmm. So I, I read this book twice, but it just seemed like a really happy glimpse like, he hadn't ever had that happiness before. Yeah, I feel like if he could have just stayed with her, I feel like she would have loved him. She would have made him happy. I think she happy. did love him, in a way. No, she, I think she did love him, but okay. I mean, like, she, he would have been loved, is what I mean. Like, I think they would have gotten married. I think, I think the cycle would have been broken with her. That was his chance at a super normal, happy life, but he couldn't handle Letting go the back. simple part of it. Yeah, he wants things complicated. He he loves he thrives off of the danger, the complication. Even though he says he doesn't, he wants he wants he it. He just wants Beck to love him and blah blah blah. Goes back to his abusive childhood, I think. Yeah, but Karen was his opportunity, and he he, he just he threw it away. He did throw it away, and she came at such a great time because he was turning his life around. Yeah, but I really liked her. I did too. I I felt so bad. Can I also tell you, I don't know if I've mentioned this, but I kind of hate Beck in the book. Oh, I agree with that. She's not very likable. Like at first I was like, oh, she's such a nice girl. I don't think she deserved what she got. I don't think she deserved to be stalked or anything like that or to be killed in the end. But she was not a very likable character. She was kind of two-faced. She would portray one thing and then be another. Yeah. Like, she just lived for the thrill of social media and making her life seem perfect. Yeah. Where her actual life was kind of a shithole. Mm-hmm. Okay, you go. And I, can I also mention before we move on? Mm-hmm. I kind of loved it when Karen's brother beat the shit out of... Yes! I loved that, too. <laughs> out of Joe. I, you, I didn't let her finish Joe. Yeah. I didn't let her finish Joe. <laughs> she was trying to say, beat the shit out of Joe. I thought it was... I, I was like, okay, okay, you're getting what you deserve a little bit. Yes. A little bit. Okay. That made me a little happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one from me. When you finished reading, did you hope that Joe might get away with murder and find love? Or do you like to think that somehow, some way, he will be held responsible for his actions? And how do you think he'll get caught? This was a big question. I got this straight out of the back of my book. It was part of the book talk. I think he absolutely deserves to be caught and held responsible for his actions. Okay. And the way I think they would catch him finally is if they um, get that jar of... Pee. Was it pee in the book? It was pee. In the book and the the Uh show? It was pee. Yeah. I think the way he gets caught is that jar of pee. Yeah. As much as I loved that he got away at the end, that was just like, at the end, I was like, okay, he got away. But I, but I was like, wait, hold on. They mentioned, like, he was just like, eh, no, the pee, it'll be fine. I don't need to go back and get it. Yeah, he somehow managed to just pin this all on Dr. Nikki. But I'm really hoping that someone, somewhere, somehow, they keep investigating. They realize things don't quite add up. And the, that jar of pee will put him away. They're probably going to connect all their friends together and start seeing patterns. Hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, we won't know until we read the next book and the second season on Netflix comes out. Yeah, which I just learned about a couple days ago when you told me. I I thought this was a single, like, one and done. I thought so, too. And then I was scrolling past my book because I read it on my nook, and it was just like, read a glimpse of, like, the book, too. I can't remember his name at the moment. 
And I was like, holy shit, there's another book. I'm going to find out what happens. So that obviously means, I mean, I, we don't know, but there, there might be another season on Netflix, I would assume. Hopefully. Hopefully. Okay. I have two more questions. Um, this next one, you don't, we don't need to actually touch on because I think we already did, but I'm just going to read it just for laughs and giggles because um, I forgot that I wrote this question down for you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get, <laughs> sorry, I'm just remembering my anger earlier. <laughs> did you get as angry as I did when Beck found his box of all her things and she finally realized the extent of what he's done to her? The way he turned everything around like it was all her fault, blamed it on fucking PMS and calls himself a damn zookeeper? <laughs> <laughs> I did think it was fucked up that he blamed it on PMS. <laughs> so I don't think we need to go over that question. No, I don't think we need to either. But I think I had to read it. I mean, <laughs> let me be clear. Like, parts of it were absolutely fucked up. I'm, I'm not denying but any of it. I'm, I wrote that question down in the moment that I was angry as I was reading it. And then I answered your question just as angry. And then I, re- re- I reread this just now. And I'm like... See how angry that made me. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was listening to the Audible. I kept hearing like this, the zookeeper reference, and I was like, what the fuck? Oh, God. And then so I went to my book and found the page, and I was like, oh, there's so many. So okay. I wrote them all down. All right. Here's my last uh, real question, and it shouldn't be take too long. Do you think Dr. Nikki deserved to be framed for Beck's murder in the end? Actually, I haven't thought about this. I'm going to say yes and no. Okay. I don't. I'm going to say preliminary yes. So, like, I don't completely agree with yes, but I do think it was really fucked up for him to be a psychologist and to get involved with one of his patients. Mm -hmm. And to the extent that he was in, because when you take an oath, and I don't don't know what it is with psychology, but I, I can only tell you about social work just because I have some friends in the field, that when you take an oath as a social worker, you could never like be boyfriend, girlfriend, marry any of your past clients, no matter how long it was. Mm -hmm. And I I think psychology is a little different. I think there's amount of years afterwards, but none of those timeframes were met. He didn't wait. It was like during the sessions when I feel like Beck was the most vulnerable. Oh yeah. He was most definitely violating all the ethical rules. So preliminary. Yes. Just because I did not agree with the way that as a psychologist that he handled all of that, but at the same time, no, because he he didn't kill her, right? So, okay, yeah, simple as that. So, how many? Um, I have two. Real quick. Two? Okay. I feel like I should skip one of them because this is the one that keeps getting you angry, and I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> so as long as you promise that you can answer it quick, and you're not going to yell at me anymore. I'll try. Okay. If I if I can't, I'll just tell you to skip it. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna take a sip of wine first. Take a sip. Almost out. You maybe like chug this glass. I'm sorry. Not sorry. Don't be. Okay. What would you do if you were Beck and you found your stuff in your boyfriend's wall? <clears throat> I would probably do exactly what she did and start yelling at him and being like what the fuck is all this (laughs) how long have you been doing this why are you doing this why the fuck do you have a bloody tampon yeah that that was a bit extreme that is the most disgusting thing i didn't realize that he was collecting that much stuff i didn't so i was shocked to hear like some of the things that she was reading like or listing off like when she said bloody tampon i was or even like a hair barrette. Yeah. That you will never know that's missing. Like I was just like, how does he even like, how does his brain work that way? To like, oh, yeah. I'm going to take this. Yeah. Weird. Right. Um, So I think part of me would confront him just the way Vec did and turn into a wild, crazy person. Um, But also... If I saw all of that and I really thought that he, I started to connect the dots and thought he killed Benji and 
Peach and his ex-girlfriend. Yeah, because it was like kind of mentioned, but you didn't really get to see a big reaction. It was just Beck. It was just like Beck, like, oh, so you killed them. Mm. Right. So if I started to put those pieces together, um, I think I might have to maybe hold my crazy person down a little bit and make a logical excuse to get out of the house. Tame your crazy back? Yes. <laughs> like a wild animal from the zoo? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> no. I'm just joking. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> um, I think I would have to keep some semblance of calm about me. Because you're realizing how fucking crazy this guy is? Yes, and that I might end up dead just like these other people in my life so i think i would have to really really play calm or maybe put it back in the wall act like i never saw it just so i could leave and not end up in the wall myself oh i think that would have been the smart choice for beck yeah to like find it freak out put it back but then like if Joe got back and I was big, I would have tried to act normal, but then mm-hmm. I would have tried to gone home and then I would have taken it from there. Right. She, uh, she gone hit, to the police? Yeah. She handled it like a hothead. She didn't handle it strategic. Yeah. And I can't say I wouldn't have done the same. True. But knowing everything that I already know about the situation, I would think I would try to be calm and get out of it alive. Yeah. You would think of your survival. Yeah. All right. What you got? Okay. What would you do if you were on a super hot romantic date and your best friend called the restaurant because you didn't answer your phone with a quote unquote frantic message to call her back and she had you come be with her because she thought someone might might have tried to break into her house? First off, I didn't even tell you. What restaurant, like, I was really at? Yeah, if you remember, just in case you don't remember the scene that I was referring to, it was after the carriage ride. Yeah, that was a cute, precious scene. That was cute. It was more than cute, but we won't. I thought it was adorable. It was a cute date. Oh, it was cute, but it was way more than cute. Okay. That's why I called it her hot date. Mm, yeah, you're right. Okay, it's all <laughs> coming back now. You remember now? And now all of you think back. <laughs> you know. Uh, hands slid up places. Okay. Things. We, let's continue. Um, Our listeners know. And then they go on to this fancy restaurant. And the only reason Peach knew where she was was because she went to the bathroom and tweeted about it. <sighs> See that? Okay, so I remember like the tweet part that was like, yeah. she went to the bathroom and tweeted and blah, blah, blah. Right. That's- so that's what I'm f- referring to. So if we put this in real life, so say you and your fiance are out on a really hot romantic date, and I find out, even if you don't tweet about it, somehow I find out where y'all are at, and I'm so jealous and obsessed with you that I call the restaurant and tell them... <laughs> Can you please get Megan? Tell her to call me back. I think someone might have. It's really urgent, really urgent. And then you do. And I tell you that I think somebody broke into my house. What? What's your, what is your reaction to me? I mean, I don't even think I would have taken the call, to be honest with you. Like, depending, like, okay, so if this was a friend, that this is something that kind of repeated. Because mm-hmm. this is kind of like a pattern. Something with Peach, there was always something wrong Mm -hmm. so if it's finally my time and i'm on a date and it's a nice date i'm having a good time i'm feeling hot and heavy i'm ready to go Mm -hmm. i'm not i'm not taking your call that's that that's a little that's a little nutso to me like why are you so even if that way it's like stalking even if i call the restaurant and i'm like it's super urgent i need her to call me back (laughs) well it's different if it's peach then i'm like "Mm." no that's why i'm saying your best friend Of course, I'm going to call you back, Nicole. (laughs) Of course, I'm going to call you back. If it's Peach, it's a different story. But if it's you. Okay, but if it's me, and then all I say is, I think somebody tried to break into my house. What is your reaction? Fuck you. I'm going to come check on you. Really? I'm going to leave my date, and I'm going to go to you. And then I'll take it out of my green pillow later. I wasn't expecting. Well, okay. Well, I wasn't expecting that. See, 
if I would call you back, I would, I would call and check on you. But if you said, I think somebody might have tried to break into my house, I'm going to tell you, why don't, why are you calling me? Why not call the cops? Oh yeah. I didn't even think about that. I guess I'm thinking of like, you're my best friend and I want to make sure you're okay. But like, I mean, I want to make sure you're okay. That's why I'm even calling you back. But you're competent enough to call the cops. But if, what do you think, I, if someone's really breaking into your house, what am I going to do about it? You want me to come over so I'm also killed? No. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, pick up the phone, call 911. <laughs> I guess, I guess it would have been more of a conversation now that we're combining our thoughts yeah. together. Like, yeah. all right, call 911, but I'm also going to leave and check on you and yeah. then so, like, please if, myself on my green pillow. Call, call the, call the cops. If they come, check everything out. Cool. If you're still scared, you want me to come be with you? Absolutely. But for me to just leave my date because I'm your first call, I'd be like, what are you doing? I don't even think, like, at that point, I don't feel like Beck even appreciated the date. She just left. And she was wearing the She's skimpiest so outfit strong. in She's so, Joe's she mind. She was so wrapped around Peach's finger. That was a very unhealthy relationship also. Oh, it sure was. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Your turn. Okay. I have two more for you. This is, this is my last What Would You Do? What would you do if you realized that you forgot your Pete at Peach's Mansion? So we're like, we're on the same wavelength, just different ways. Yes. So like, you're Joe, you're driving home, you forgot your Pete, what the fuck are you going to do? All right. So I know Beck's gone, and I know I've killed Peach. Mm, no, Beck's nope. not gone. Beck stayed, a, stayed another day and had a cozy night with herself there. Oh, yeah, that's right. So she's still there. She thinks, like, Peach is just off the grid and she has the mansion to herself. That's right. Well, I think I might just wait for Beck to leave and uh, swing back and pick it up. Because I know that I killed Peach. I know I was in the house. And I couldn't just be okay with my DNA being in that house, so obviously. Yeah, but, I mean, I guess that's not ever speaking forensics. That's not the only DNA you've left. No, but it's literally a jar of my DNA. Yeah. Are you going to break into the house? Because you're, you're not just let in anymore. He wasn't let in the first time. How did he get in? I don't remember. The door was just open. Oh, well, if Beck is proper, she would have locked up for her friend. I doubt it. Oh, yeah. Because she thought Peach just took off. You're right. You're right. So. You would have just come back for your pee. Yeah, and even if Beck did lock up i don't think there was an alarm or anything i don't think beck would have said that yeah so i would have i would have uh made a u-turn and gone Skirt. pick that shit up <laughs> i would have covered my tracks now i'm gonna get my fucking pee yes definitely all right i got two more for you ready yes i'm ready what would you do if you found out your best friend had a box full of provocative photos of you that were obviously taken without your knowledge or permission. Well, first off, we're not going to be best friends anymore because gross. Because it seemed like that some of those pictures were taken like right when she was questionably like 18. Mm -hmm. Like maybe she wasn't even of age. And so a child pornography, like why the fuck are you taking pictures of me that young? And well, they're the same age, so. Just in my head, okay? Okay. But, ew. Yes. Ew. Because, I mean, I don't feel that way about you. And then why are you hiding this? Like, why is there a part of yourself that you've been hiding for so long? Instead of, like, ob obsessing over me in that way, we could have been working together to find you someone else so you can get those feelings out and that you can be your true self. So I would have also been kind of like taken aback that like we've been friends for so long and you can't trust me with who you really are mm -hmm. and then gross down all at the same time. Yeah, especially since they were like pictures of her like sleeping, you know, and girl, girls that are just best friends, like we sleep in like t-shirt and underwear. Like it's nothing. No bra. But we're not taking pictures of each other i mean heck no i hope not <laughs> i'm not taking pictures of you are you taking pictures of me no i have not Good. i have not <laughs> i was like i mean that i know of <laughs> maybe i have no i have not 
that are be- obviously being used for sexual purposes later. Because, yeah. I mean, if so they're creepy, sticky, right? then that's uh, also I was going to leave that part out. Oh, You well, went there. I did. Okay, last one. <laughs> Moving on. When Beck is kept in the cage in the bookstore at the end, and Joe is giving her a series of tests, do you think you would have done anything differently to try and make it out alive? Like, in the fact that Beck kind of lied off and on, that she was still trying to cover up her, like, her stuff? Or what do you mean, I guess? Okay, so at first she was fighting him and yelling and like, just let me out, let me out. And then she realized, oh, I have to play his game. Like like what she did with the Da Vinci Code? Yeah, she's like, I'll, I, she realized I have to play his game. I have to make him think that I'm fully in this and that he's mm. actually teaching me this, these lessons and that I was wrong and I do love him and he's the only one I love. He, She was playing the game to get out of the cage, which she was successful in. She was. But I think she let... She let the game, um, she stopped playing the game too soon, yeah. which ended in her death. I agree with that. I feel so, like she had. I think she had the right idea. Yes. So is there anything you would have done differently to actually make it out of that bookstore alive? I would have realized that I have a secret power with him, meaning that as long as I'm being sexually active with him and I'm showing him what he thinks is love and affection then I have the upper hand. And as we remember that scene before was really sticky. (laughs) And um, I would have realized that I could do anything at that point. Because Joe even left out of the cage. He didn't lock the door. Mm -hmm. He like turned on the light in the bathroom, which has that loud fan. He like cleaned himself up. He was getting ready. I would have seen that as like one opportunity. I would have seen, okay, I can get out of the cage. But I need to be strategic. I need to make sure that I can get out of the cage and leave. If I already know that I don't know where the key is to get out of the front door, what's my next plan? I would have been a little bit smarter than Beck, and I would have found a fucking weapon to hit him with and to kill him with to get out of there. But also, I think either that or play the game so far that he willingly lets you out of the bookstore. Oh, yeah. Like you guys are just going to continue your relationship like nothing, like what he thought, like nothing ever happened. You're just going to go back to his apartment and you're going to continue to live happily ever after. But would he have ever left her alone at any point right after that? Or like are you talking about like fully gaining his trust? I feel like all you need is enough that he lets you out of that bookstore. Mm. Make him think. You're going to go back to the apartment. And so play that live. game that long. Yeah, I think I would have played the game where he willingly let me out of that bookstore and trusted me enough to let me out on his own. And then I would have ran like hell. I mean, because if we're even thinking about her being strategic, mm-hmm. we can also think about the fact that she could have kept his bodily fluids inside of her and then she could have taken that and gone to the police with even further evidence too oh and said i was raped exactly yeah like taking it like that much further like Mm -hmm. okay well i already know i can get him to have sex with me Mm -hmm. now let me take that a step further and think further like what i can do to get out of here and how i can make sure that i'm believed yeah but i think if she would have just gotten out she could have gone to the police told them what she found and hopefully they would have gone and checked it out yeah 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 sure i'm just thinking that like joe was also a really great talker and so i wanted to make sure that me i had something against him as well right so like no i get that but i'm like i think they would have been if she was like i was held captive in that book cage Mm -hmm. i think they could have gone and checked that out and found evidence of her being there sure 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 you know just but thinking about I, all the possibilities. It's I crazy. just wish, because she played the game so well. I wish she had just played it a little bit more. A little longer. It could have saved her life. Just to get out of there. Yep. Well, such a good book. <sighs> so many feelings. 
I'm sorry I yelled at you earlier. It's okay. I'm was, glad you suggested this book. I was really yelling at Joe. We were um, <laughs> <laughs> we were about to go um, to the beach, and I was like, Nicole, I need a new book to read. And she goes, you know what, Megan? I know exactly what you should read. And every night I was just enhanced by this book, and no one could talk to me because I, yeah, all I was doing Yeah, we're around the reading. campfire, and we're like, Megan, come play with us. And she's like, are you talking to me? I'm reading. She put the finger up and everything and be like shh i'm reading <laughs> it was just such a good read you never really knew what was going to happen no you didn't it was really good kept you on your toes made you love made you hate but i do have to say like my feelings of the book nicole uh-huh. are completely different than the actual series on tv so like let me just give you a glimpse into my head right now. Okay. Just because, like, this is going to be, like, what's coming up next. Yes. I was, I rooted for Joe in the book. Mm-hmm. But my thoughts in the TV show are the complete opposite. Interesting. I guess reading it and then seeing it kind of is a little different. That's true. If that makes you feel any better about me as your friend. Uh, just a little bit a little bit all. <laughs> all right. So what's going on next, Nicole? Oh, next week, uh, catch us for you, part two, the Netflix TV series. And actually, it was originally a Lifetime series, but now it's on Netflix. Yes. So we will be discussing um, you, the TV series, and we'll, we'll just we're going to discuss the differences that we found between the show versus the book. Um, honestly, we don't really have a forum yeah. for it. We're it's just going to talk about it. It's This is our first one, so we're going to kind of wing it, and we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, catch us next week for part two of You, the TV series. Yes, and you can reach us on readaroundtherose at gmail.com, readaroundtherose Instagram, and readaroundtherose Facebook. We'd love to hear your thoughts about the book. Yep. If you have any future suggestions for us, let us know. Because currently we're th- we're looking for our next book that we're going to be reading. We yep. haven't quite decided. We're kind of we're almost there. Yeah, we're going to try to think out the next two or three books coming up here soon. Yeah, so email us, let us know, uh, and message us on Facebook or Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Either way, but thank you for listening to Read, read around, around the, the Rose, the, the podcast, podcast full of Rose. Bye bye. Bye. Bye-bye now.